out with the old, in with the new. I had just met the Lord Jesus. I know nothing about his background. I finally met him, and I don't know anything about him. I heard his name used many times throughout my life, almost in any situation. I heard his name used when someone injures himself, when someone is mad or surprised, had a close call with an accident, or in a conversation while talking about someone. They would use the name of the Lord in vain, always in a derogatory way. The healing left me in awe and wonderment. It happened so fast that my mind couldn't react to it. My mind boggled up. It took me days to realize what had happened. It was so strange what took place for me. Usually, when I am in a healing lodge, you hear all this spiritual activity going on inside, and that used to cause anticipation and excitement to flood through me, thinking, maybe this is going to be my day finally. But at the church my wife brought me, there was nothing there to cause any excitement. It was wide open, with a lot of people milling around, something like a social gathering. This was the place that God chose to heal me, and to also show me that he was the sovereign God. What he plans to do, nothing could stop it. Now God really got my attention. I thought I met every spiritual power that there was to meet. Where did this one come from anyway? Where I least expected for something so miraculous to happen, it happened. Now, I was curious to learn where this power came from and what it was. In my mind, I decided to find out more about the mystery of this spiritual power. What really blew me away was the fact that it did not cost me a cent to get the healing. Prior to this time, I had to pay and pay medicine men or women to the point where I had nothing left to offer. After all of that, I received nothing. The enemy just kept stealing and taking from me. But now my healing had come freely. I didn't even ask for the healing. I was there in the service just to observe. Now I felt his power within me. Somehow I felt so free, peaceful and jubilant. I had a smile on my face, constantly instead of that spirit of meanness I had when I was a kid. My mother told me that when I was just a toddler, they experimented a belief that was passed down. If a child of my age was fed the brain of a muskrat, that child would be vicious and mean like the muskrat. So they fed me the brain of the muskrat, just as a test to see if it was true. As soon as I started crawling, I started biting people's feet. And as I grew a little bigger, I started biting and scratching kids my age. Later on, my mother told me that it caused my parents a lot of problems, especially in a crowd. I would attack children my age. My mom told me of one that I scratched up so bad that his face was full of blood and was screaming in pain. The parents of these children that I harmed would retaliate with anger and distrust, and it caused hard feelings and division towards my parents. That is how I was until I met the Lord, unpredictable and mean. Once a curse, custom, tradition, or belief is passed onto a person like the one I received, my mum, who did that, can't undo it or break the bondage she placed on me. People don't understand what they've done, and they never were taught how to undo the curse. There are no instructions to undo it, so how do they set free someone else? It is the same spirit that rules everyone who believes in Indian religion. 
I am still in bondage as long as I continue to believe in Indian religion. Nothing that my spiritual teachers offer me will give me freedom. Many people hire medicine men or women, especially for mind control purposes, and they get these medicines to put someone in bondage. What if one day they decided that I don't want this person anymore? How do you get rid of this person? This person won't be released as long as he lives. There are many people walking around still bound. They probably don't know what true love really feels like. Their minds and feelings don't exist anymore for the other person. On my reserve and surrounding reserves, many people have numerous husbands or wives. They don't seem to care for one another, and there is no stability in their relationships. They all seem to be wondering and searching for a new mate. I often wondered, could this be the result of a generational curse placed upon the family tree that caused a stronghold? The Word of God says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, quote, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. End quote. There is no salvation except through the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the Lord can set us totally free. How can I say I have true happiness before I met the Lord with all the bondage spoken on me? The joy I had in the past didn't last like this joy I now have. Little did I know that the enemy was going to attack me daily in an attempt to steal my joy and my testimony. I was vulnerable because of my naivety towards my newfound faith. I was a brand new babe in Christ, and the devil used this to his advantage, and the enemy didn't take long. He started on me right away. We know as Christians that his attacks on us individually will never stop, not until our bodies die and we are buried into the ground. This is why the Bible says, quote, They who endure to the end will be saved. End quote. Even now as I'm writing this, his attacks haven't stopped. It was in 1982 that I first met the Lord and began to encounter the hard knocks of Christian life. Since then I have been up and down, over and out. The snare of the devil is very subtle, he will exploit you while you are ignorant of the power the Lord has given you. Right after I got healed and born again, the white brothers and sisters in the Lord came and admonished me about the Indian religion paraphernalia I kept. For example, the medicine bundle, peace pipe, rattles, animal hides, eagle wings and feathers, sweet grass, and incense of all kinds. I was told that I should get rid of it all, they said that for a Christian these were abominations to the Lord. I had no use for them anymore. This was also the same time my brother's son was shot and killed. I was really in a tremendous battle. The devil was trying hard to steal me back while I was still vulnerable. That's when the spiritual warfare started. I had witnessed these spirits and communicated with them all my life, until I met the Lord. I had seen that they could destroy human beings, materials, jobs, finances, and so forth. These Christians did not know the first thing about these spirits, that they were telling me to get rid of them. Oh, how I used to despise them because they were white folks. On many occasions, I had a good notion to throw out those brothers and sisters that used to come to me, especially one sister. She was so persistent. 
She even as much as slept at our home. Many times, oh so many times, I came close to grabbing her by the neck or hair or making her run out of our home because she wouldn't stop telling me, quit hanging on to the old ways, they must pass away. I thought maybe if I told them of the evil powers of these spirits that she would slow down in trying so hard to convince me to let go, but it didn't work. I told her about these spirits, about what harm they can do, and what they will do to me. She would answer and say gently, but brother, God is more powerful. I had no teaching about God in my life, on how awesome he is, so I had no idea what she was talking about. The truth is, they wanted me to desecrate what I held sacred all my life. From my point of view, they were foolish and brainless, not realizing that the powers I had all these years could destroy them as well as my family and I. You see, they didn't know beans about these spiritual powers that held me bound. By the same token, I didn't know beans about the power that was the ultimate power of Jesus Christ. Like I said, I had just recently met the Lord. I had not yet used the power that he had given me. I didn't even know that I had this power within me, nor did I know how to use it or what to do with it. I was very afraid of the evil spirits. I was positively sure they would kill me without a moment's hesitation if I turned my back on them by destroying what I considered sacred, powerful, and spiritual. Day after day, week after week, month after month, they came telling me my medicine bundle would destroy me if I didn't get rid of it. At the same time, the devil was saying, We will kill you for sure if you defile and desecrate the sacred medicine bundle. Don't you get rid of it. You will die for sure. You have seen what we have done to the people in the past. At the same time, my wife was also having a battle of her own that I didn't know about. She was wrestling with unclean spirits who were randomly entering our bedroom during the night. I didn't know this because she never informed me that this had been happening for some time. I would be in a deep sleep during the times when my wife encountered these battles with the enemy, and it's quite possible that these deep sleeps were also called, caused by the enemy. Remember, I was still possessed by these devils. With this on the enemy's side, I never knew what they were doing to my wife until one night I woke up. My wife was shaking me from sheer desperation. She beckoned me to help her pray because there was the evil presence of the devil in our room. As soon as I was fully awake, I felt this cold evil presence that sent shivers up my spine and chills all over my body. If this had happened today... I would have commanded it to get out in the name of Jesus, you're trespassing on God's property. However, we didn't have that knowledge then. I would only join her in prayer. My wife and I knelt down and started to pray and ask God to help us. We prayed for four hours before this evil presence left. Like I said, we still had to learn how to use the power Jesus Christ gave us. All this time, along with the Christian brothers and sisters, my wife was complaining about these evil spirits entering our bedroom at nights. She used to tell me to get rid of everything. I had my medicine bundle hanging against the outside of our bedroom wall, and I was sure that this was causing the spirits to enter our bedroom, not knowing that they owned our property. The next day, I took the medicine bundle and went way out in the bush north of our place and hung it under a tree. I should have brought it inside for all the good it did because it was still in our property. Even if it was outside our property, it wouldn't have done any good because it belonged to me and I belonged to them. 
the evil spirits have the right to come in and go as they pleased, because I gave them that right by offering myself and other offerings that hung around the trees in all directions, north, south, east, and west. The direction in which we hung our offerings depended on what spirit we were offering to. The Bible states that Satan goes to and fro throughout this earth with no problems. Even if I had left my medicine bundle in China, it wouldn't have helped our cause because it was linked to me. The Bible states that the devil runs the entire world. It really took a lot of prayer and fasting from my wife and the brothers and sisters who supported my wife to convince me that the medicine bundle was not of God. It had to take God to make me do what I thought was impossible to do. The Lord had to break that fear of death from me in order to take that giant step of faith and put my life on the line. The day finally came where I had enough strength and boldness to take that step to build a big bonfire at the place where we burned our garbage. I really took my time doing this. I was trying to prolong my life. The first thing I got rid of was my peace pipe, with my heart ready to stop, my blood pressure ready to explode, and being completely horrified, I took my peace pipe to the fire. I slowly took it out from the sack that I had specially made from a fawn's hide, with the hair still on and with the spots. It was also wrapped and finished in moose hide. I unraveled it and took the peace pipe out. I was shaking and terrified by this time. I brought the peace pipe over to the fire, and the only thing I said was, God, you better be as powerful as they say you are, or I am dead. Then I threw the peace pipe into the fire and braced myself with my eyes closed, thinking that I was going to get zapped by the spirits. I stood that way for a while. When nothing happened, I decided to open my eyes and watched as the peace pipe burned. Eventually, even the rock on the peace pipe split and fell apart. One former medicine man later told me that the peace pipe is so powerful it can be put through a furnace where they make steel and it will come out the other end still cold. It is important to mention, thank God, that he kept the brothers and sisters coming to our home consistently without wearying. And I know today why the medicine men didn't follow up. If they did, I would have been dead without Christ. God stopped them from coming, but continued to draw the Christians. Praise God. After I burned the peace pipe, it gave me such a release from the doubt I had about God not having the power to defend me from the ancestral spirits. That really gave me an incentive to continue burning more paraphernalia.